0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Jodi and Dao. My name is Shaman Dao, and I am your no-nonsense shaman.
1: And this is my beautiful, beautiful co-host. My name is Jodi Long, and I'm the person who just keeps things real, keeps people grounded. As a matter of fact, I wore a necklace to bring out that fact. And one of the things that I dressed for today was when you talk about emotions, especially heavy emotions, I think that it's always good to be grounded. And mm-hmm. there's something about the brown colors and, and the idea, this is a jasper and this is a picture jasper. And what's really cool about the picture jasper is it it reminds me of the strong horse. It's good, it's solid, and it keeps people grounded. And then the coral gives it a a pop of energy. And so I love coral too. And I love the red. So it was like, put them together and keep it grounded.
0: (laughs) Keep it grounded. Cause today on this is episode three, we are talking about a very, very heavy, probably one of the most densest Emotions that we could go through and feel as a human. And that is shame. Shame is, I feel, one of the most densest and heaviest emotions that we move through or stay stagnant within our emotional body. And Jody, you have the definition.
1: Is that right? I do, because whenever you're talking about a subject, And this is just from, you know, just from knowing about how to broach a subject. Everybody has to agree on a definition. And so this one is shame can be defined as a feeling of embarrassment or humiliation that arises in relation to the perception of having done something dishonorable, immoral, or improper. And there's other things to it, but that's the definition that I pulled out. But there are many different aspects to what shame is, how deep it is, whether it's introverted, extroverted, how it plays on the emotions, how it plays in your relationships and how it plays in society in general and how it silences people. So I think there's so much about shame. And so I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. In regards to shame, I
0: really wanted to talk about this emotion and to talk with Jody uh, about different stories about how it really affects every essence of one's being if and when a person was shamed when they were younger in their developmental stages. There's so many different degrees of shame and there's toxic shame and there's healthy shame and all emotions are good. All emotions are good. As long as you really understand and know how to move these emotions through your emotional body in a healthy manner. And most of us were not taught how to move our emotions in a healthy manner. And my wish is to really alleviate some of the most densest and heaviest emotions packed in so many humans' emotional bodies to unpack it, to make them lighter. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy, Jody, to be speaking about this topic with you, because we were just talking about the book you just mentioned. Who <laughs> runs with wolves, absolutely. Can you explain what that the premise of the book is about to those who have never read this book?
1: It's basically about owning your feminine self mm. and being able to be the goddess within. And I don't mean when I say goddess, I'm not saying you go out and perform magic and you know worship all these strange alien gods. No, that's not what it is. This is actually owning your feminine self which is very hard to do in a patriarchal society, but you own it and you're free and you're wild and you can do whatever you want because you're not constrained by societal constraints. And, you know, within reason, of course, you know, you got to have certain rules, otherwise you don't have a society. But I love the idea that it talks about stories and whenever it talks about stories, you're able to see the different myths of society regarding women. You're able to see many different types of things that different cultures talk about and how the feminine is honored. And I really like reading about all these positive aspects of the feminine. And so that's why I brought it up. Beautiful. I actually was introduced to that book last
0: year. And I got into, I believe, the first couple of chapters, and it was really liberating and inspiring. As many people around the world, women included, come into their own, they recognize the power within, and they stand up and use every aspect of their voice and their sensuality, and it's liberating, it's liberation, it's inner liberation from the depths of one's prison. Wouldn't you agree? I think so too.
1: And I think that so much of what we go through is dictated by how strong our self-esteem is. Mm. And so if we have a weak self-esteem, chances are really good. It's very easy for somebody else to come along and, and shame you, or it's very easy to have any kind of mental and emotional diseases self-esteem allows people to take advantage of you. When you look at people, they have a certain amount of power and people gravitate towards power. And that's just the way of the world. And it's, you know, it's like the alpha that they always gravitate towards power. And there are those who have it and those who don't. And those who don't typically will say, I'm not good enough. It will mess with their self-esteem. It will you know, humiliation, embarrassment, you'll see all these issues. And so to be able to talk about shame, which is the very worst of all of it, when you silence a person, and makes it so that they can't talk about something, it will show up in the physical body. Mm. And at that point, there's a big, big problem. So learning how to liberate yourself Learning how to find the right people to talk to, to trust somebody enough to talk about these things that are so bad for a person to hold inside of themselves. And so I'm really glad that you have brought this up because it's extremely important that people understand how to look at things, how to be able to speak about them and learn how to overcome And find that self-esteem so that they're no longer ashamed.
0: I also feel many people, especially children of immigrants and cultures in developing countries, I feel toxic shame is in the culture. And it is something that is given to a child the moment that they start breathing the air. Because of that uh, acceptance of such or the conditioning a lot of the children begin to believe that they are not worthy or they are unlovable or they are bad or wrong as is. And a lot of times it's because of the behavior of the child, which they should be feeling guilty if they did something wrong, but children are children. And a lot of times the toxic shame is instilled in the subconscious mind that echoes and it echoes out and it vibrates out into the physical form and it makes people sick. And that's where physical illness, I believe, comes from. A lot of times in the Eastern culture, physical illness comes from the mental imbalance within a person and mental and emotional, emotional imbalance, emotions in itself in Qigong is the number one main cause of energy blockages in the body. And shame in itself, because it's closely related to the emotion of guilt, the children who were shamed profusively when they were younger in their developmental stages, when they grow up to adults, it's very hard to differentiate between the emotions, the suppressed and repressed emotions within the emotional body. And shame and guilt, it's just they're meshed together. And it's difficult to discern between the aspects of these deep-rooted emotions unless it really is poured out from their emotional body to have a person see the perception of when they were given the meaning of, I am unworthy, I am unlovable. I am bad just as I am. No one's going to love me. And these aspects of shame, I feel, are the root cause of the imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of the term imposter syndrome? No, actually, I haven't. These were individuals in very high positions or in regard very successful, financially successful positions. They had these self-doubts within them, even though they were doing these jobs and they were doing it very well, but they would have these self-doubts like... I'm not good enough. Why am I here? Even though they were doing the job and excelling at them. And so I I started reflecting on shame in general. And I thought to myself, wow, shame is a root cause of imposter syndrome because a woman or man in their absolute truth and right, and they know that they are worthy and they are lovable, These doubts that come up from within, they could be just little bubbles and they disperse. But some people get paralyzed by these doubts that they really believe it because they were conditioned to believe it when they were younger, that they were unworthy, they were unlovable. And it's literally because their parents shamed them that they were bad, even though the behavior was spilling or dropping something as a child. It's behavior that the child that dropped or spilled something, but they were shamed as a whole, like you were stupid. What is wrong with you? Things like that. So these children start believing it growing up to adults and unfortunately not having enough tools to dissect
1: between, well, toxic shame and guilt. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. You are a shaman. And as such, when you were talking about the emotions and how they were all mixed up together, can you explain why do you say that? Are you in different dimensions when you see it or are these bodies, emotional bodies within the body? I mean, can you explain that a little bit more? Absolutely.
0: Thank you. So we have different energy layers. Our physical form is the most densest and lowest form on this third dimensional plane. And then we have the mental body, the emotional body and the org field. So there's the four closest energetic layers on this plane. Cindy Dale, she's a really great healer and she's written so many books. And she makes such great explanations. And she draws out the different energy layers. For example, even with the chakras, the chakras, and it's different energy points and different energy layers. And it made a lot of sense when she was talking about the first four layers. And I know, as humans, we move through emotions. I used to be an ex mortgage banker and sales for 14 years. And I was taught that people purchase based upon emotions. As humans in nature, we are very emotional creatures. And to move through these in our own emotions, it's really difficult as those who have been detached so far from their emotions. It's difficult to discern what's happening within We all are pots. Imagine we're just a pot and underneath the pot is fire. It's a low lit fire. And inside this pot is all of our emotions that we've stuffed in there or someone else stuffed for us, fear, anger, sadness, guilt, and shame. And we all stuff it in. And through our lifetime, it becomes so full because no one taught us how to ladle it out. So now it's just a whole bunch of sludge right? I want to say another word, but I'm going to say sludge. And the fire underneath is constantly on. It's our family, work, partnership, children. It's everything. Sometimes the fire increases because there's a lot happening around us. And how we respond to this fire depends on what's happening inside of our pot. Some people's pot halfway filled with water because they've poured it out and they ladle back in clean water. So it just stays and it simmers. Even when it turns all the way up, there's no boiling over. It bubbles and that's okay, but it doesn't boil over. Most people who have emotional reactions are the ones that haven't really expressed or poured out all of their repressed and suppressed emotions they've held onto their entire lives. So even the tiniest bit of dial is turned, they instantly react and That's our emotional body. And it's very difficult to kind of wade between fear, anger, sadness, guilt, and shame if they've been in that pot for 40 plus years. And
1: so it's easier just to pour it out, pour it completely out. If you're looking into a pot and it has all these different emotions in it, how can you distinguish which one and how can you get to it to be able to help the person remove
0: it? That's a good question. I could only speak about my experience and what I do with clients. And what I do is I help them pour out the pot to get them some breathing room. So they learn how to ladle it out themselves. I've had so many clients where they were so detached from their emotions and it was very difficult to have that feel that emotional bond within when they were younger, they had to compartmentalize a lot of aspects of themselves to protect themselves, to feel safe in their unsafe environment. And because of that, in that detachment, they learned very quick, especially very smart children. They learned very quickly how to compartmentalize or leave their body or do whatever they need to do to feel safe, to protect them when they were younger. And because of that, they build up this really, really beautiful, thick wall. Walls are there to keep people out, really to keep you safe, but also to keep people out. So I help them pour out that pot. So even when the heat turns up, it doesn't boil over. They're not reactive and they are just responsive
1: if they choose to. Does that make sense? Actually, it does. One thing I wanted to clarify is what is a blockage? How do you know that a blockage exists for me as a healer or just in general for people Uh, for you as a
0: healer, I sense it via the energy form and the energy body of the person. And I could tune in and tap in really quickly and know that's where it is. I had a client earlier, her clairvoyancy, her clear seeing, Mm -hmm. it was so clear and so clean. And I worked with her back in August three sessions. I mean, her life has completely shifted and her clear buoyancy, her clear vision was so pristine that for her having that sense come through, she'll be able to see it as a vision. And she just also can see the future progression of any business deals and things like that. And for me, I just, I'm told it, clear audience, I'm told it. And also the knowing comes in as a download and I just know it as uh, for clear cognizant, clear knowing. So, because you're clairvoyant, okay. right, Jody? <laughs> yeah, I <You're>, have it. <laughs> you have it. You have it. You're a clear seer. You're a very clear seer. Oh, um, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know i really wanted to talk about for example myself and your story in regards of even starting this podcast Because I know that right now, more than ever, I am coming into my own and speaking. You're being a
1: wild woman? Yeah, (laughs) I am. I am.
0: I am really owning every aspect of me because the emotion of shame was deeply rooted in me. And I have gone through the emotional releasement of fear, anger, sadness, and guilt And But shame was deeply rooted because of my culture, my Vietnamese background, and also the religious trauma that I endured. And even when I was in the mortgage industry, I grew up in the mortgage industry. And you were shamed if, for example, in sales, if you weren't hitting your numbers. And I was sitting there and I remember I was the top of that day. It was a goal that was reached by not many. And I remember my manager, she looked at me and she said, You could actually do more tomorrow. And I just realized I was like, it's never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I could put in all this work and effort and my heart and soul. And within this corporate environment, within the sales machine, it was never good enough. And I just, it really hit me. Oh my God, this is wild. And it just ricocheted back into like my, my entire life into my family and everything like that. And it's just, I never felt good enough. And so now as I have really processed and moved through so many aspects of the emotion of shame that was instilled in me when I was very young, more than ever now, I am so happy and so proud and not afraid to speak my voice and to share my thoughts and, but plus also I have more space within me and my emotional body to share. So
1: that's a big part of
0: why I wanted to do this podcast with you, Jody.
1: I went along with it because it's something that is near and dear to your heart. I could see how wrapped up you were with it. And I have a feeling that after this covid And everybody's been kind of shamed. They've been put into probably the worst set of circumstances that they possibly could. Groupthink, be silent if you don't believe like me. You've got this whole range of things that are actually chokers. And they keep a person in their own lane. I mean, they just, these are horrible for being able to control people. I think it's time for people to be able to find that happiness. I mean, how many people are happy? I know we keep coming back to this, but really, if a person is feeling deep, deep shame, how do you get them to move on so that they can actually start feeling better about themselves, learn to trust the world, or at least enough so that they can release some of this shame or their pot. They can release some of their pot so that they can actually accept who they are, what happened to them, and be able to utilize it to move on. Because if they don't, they'll always be stuck in that one spot, controlled by other people who are more powerful than they are. And it just isn't right. It totally interferes with free will it interferes with being able to make your own decisions and being able to be your own person. That's when you look at the near-death experiences, that's exactly what we're here for. We have a purpose. We're here to learn. How can you possibly learn if you can't even begin to voice anything? You can't be yourself. You can't make your choices. Somebody else will make them for you. There's so many things that are, are wrong with this. So as far as being able to deal with emotions, I am 100% with you as far as that. It's very, very important. It's so important. And
0: as we have moved from the physical aspect of, for example, let's just say social media and social media, there was a lot of emphasis on the physical aspect of people. And it's shifted now into the authentic side of those who really put themselves out there. And many people right now, their vulnerability is trending. And a lot of people are still trying to get notoriety or more attention via the avenues of vulnerability and being vulnerable online. But you can only fake it till you make it for so long. And the authentic aspect of those putting themselves out more than ever is so needed. And I feel the aspect of how to pour out your pot. There's so many avenues on how to pour out your pot. On one hand, we have the natural world. We have therapists, we have psychologists, we have the like traditional medical avenues that people can go through utilizing their health insurance and things like that. And on the other side is a supernatural, the spiritual aspect. And you have different healers and shamans and those who are... Really, really great at their craft. And it's not an or aspect, it's an and. You can couple a therapist with a shaman in separate sessions and then allow those two to complement each other. And it's complementary, it is parallel. And a lot of times, the or aspect of I need to do this or no, what about and? What about integrating? and complementing the supernatural and the natural world, put it together, and then allow yourself to heal in all avenues. We need the cognitive behavioral aspect of it. We need to talk about the cognitive aspect of it, also with the emotion aspect
1: of it, also with the spiritual. What do you think? I I totally agree with you. I mean, I was a family law lawyer for over 10 years, Mm -hmm. saw a lot of ways that People's behavior affected their children, and a lot of it was not good, especially in a divorce. And I think that when you come back to shame, I think that shame could actually be one of those core personality traits that is right in there that causes the domestic violence. One thing with domestic violence is it's not one sided. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people want to blame one side or the other, but truly it is not one-sided. What you'll see is, for instance, the, you know, I'm going to use stereotypes because it's just easier, but a lot of times you'll see that the male will be the aggressor, but he's the physical aggressor. And a lot of times the woman is definitely the mental aggressor because she's doing it to you as you're representing her. I mean, you could say, gee, (laughs) You know, look what she's doing to me. I can imagine how he's feeling about it. When you look at shame in the DNA, even, you've got extroverts and introverts. That is a core personality trait. That's the hand that you're given. You come down to earth, you have a purpose. That's from the NDEs. And this is what will cause you to be in certain situations that you've chosen on the other side to be able to fulfill this purpose. And as an extrovert, people have a tendency to put themselves out there and a lot of times their shame will come out of them as anger. And so this is what they're dealing with. This is how this plays. And this is the universal way of getting somebody to, to say, okay, this is your hand. This is what you're gonna deal with. Now, an introvert will typically take And they will put it inside of themselves. And this will come out in many types of behavioral problems because they keep it inside. But both ways, an introvert and an extrovert, if they don't take care of the shame, these behaviors will continue down the road and create more and more problems with different relationships, with different jobs anything that a person has to deal with. Shame is such a root core behavior. It affects how everybody deals with you and how you deal with your world. That's how the baby will understand things from zero to five. Again, they don't really have a choice because they're learning from their parents, whether it's good learning or bad learning. They're learning from their parents or lack thereof, being abandoned. And all of these things can result in shame. Now, what's interesting is that's kind of like the board. Those are the things that a person has been given. Now, if you look at Joan Crawford, what did she do? A great actress, and she was in Hollywood longer than, than most. And part of it was because she had embraced her shame. She actually found a way and a lot of people will find that when they're dealing with their emotional issues, they will somehow channel it. The easiest way to channel it is through doing something with their work. What she did, she grew up in basically a dirt poor family. She grew up as a, her dad left quickly, was out of the scene her mom used to beat her all the time, and she didn't know where she fit in the world, and she was trying to fit in, and she had all these these emotional issues because of it. But she found part of it was she used that hypersensitivity that people develop because they are trying to avoid shame. She used that. And she was able to say, okay, my dad left. She actually used the directors as sort of her father surrogates in a way. And by saying, yes, I want to be treated this way. No, I don't want to be treated that way. She found the ones that were caring and that would give her a chance to be able to do her acting. Then she turned around and she said, okay, as far as my vulnerability My shame. I can channel this emotion into what people see so that I can relate to people on the screen. I can pull them in so they can see this, so that they can relate to this. She was a beautiful person on the inside. She knew what her boundaries were, she knew herself, and she was not silenced through the shame. That's just a beautiful. That's beautiful story.
0: That is a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that about Joan Crawford. I have a couple of insights that I came about while you were talking, Jody. And in the beginning, when you were talking about the board and how a lot of people have had really a hard time coping growing up and using different types of coping skills and tools in regards to how they uh, would cope with the environment and the certain situations in their lives. And to address the question on what can we do to help empower those who are deeply rooted in shame, it's really to give everyone better coping skills. Healthier coping skills. And it's a really great balance to give to somebody who sees and feels it's difficult to switch over into a healthy coping, like to have healthy.